We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Canada stumbled into an international incident after Parliament honored a Ukrainian vet who fought on the side of the Nazis in the Second World War. This has created problems not just for the Liberal government, but for our Ukrainian allies. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. National Post columnist Tasha Carradine joins me to discuss why the Liberals' response to the incident was problematic, the fallout internationally, and why this government struggles on international relations. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So, Tasha, for listeners who may not have been following, what transpired in Parliament last week that caused such an uproar and led to the resignation of the Speaker of the House? All right. So last Friday was supposed to be a big day for Canada on the world stage. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, um, the uh, president of Ukraine, was visiting as part of his sort of, I say, charm offensive that he was uh, doing. He's doing around the world in the U.S. and the United Nations and then Canada. And then he went on uh, to Europe. So he was here. And he was in Parliament. Uh, he made an impassioned speech, and uh, Trudeau made an impassioned speech. And as part of the day of, of those events in Parliament, um, Anthony Rhoda, the Speaker, recognized uh, people in the House who were related to uh, Ukraine's struggle for for independence over the years. And um, he mentioned uh, Mr. Hunka, who was uh, a World War II veteran. That's how it was depicted, and. In his remarks about this man, who's 98 years old, um, he uh, he stood up in the gallery, uh, Mr. Hunka did, and he waved to the crowd and he got a standing ovation as somebody who had fought the Russians back in the day. This should have been a red flag to anybody because fighting the Russians in World War II meant you were not on uh, the side of the Allies because we were allied with the Russians fighting the Nazis. He was part of the uh, SS Waffen Galicia um, division, which was basically a volunteer corps for Hitler's army. You, you joined it, and, and many Ukrainians did at the time, um, and some joined it also because the Russians at the time were a major threat to Ukraine, and it was seen as a, a, a way of fighting them. We were not, like I said, we were, we were on opposite sides of Germany, but we were on the same side as Russia in that war. So he honored him, and... Um, then uh, an American blogger, I believed, f- figured out that that uh, this was actually he was a Nazi uh, and not a war hero, as Rhoda said, and it became public. And all of a sudden, the government was dealing with a major international incident because, as we all know, there's so much sensitivity around the issues of Nazis in Ukraine. Never mind the fact that we're not supposed to be honoring Nazis ever anywhere, um, and we did it in Parliament. So major, major yeah, scandal. I, I, right I mean, here. and the the fact that. It happened at all is is bad enough, but the fact that it happened when we had the Ukrainian head of state in our parliament and we were honoring him and you know we were hosting him does does that make it make it worse the fact that that he has come out and and said you know i'm I'm Jewish my my family were persecuted during the second world war and you know he also has to fight against 
this perception that that Ukraine is is overrun with Nazis in present day. This is you know propaganda on the part of the Russians to a, to a great degree, but the fact that we did it at all is one thing. But the fact that we did it while we were hosting Volodymyr Zelensky, how how much worse does that make it? Well, that is that's what makes it a thousand times worse as the timing because. The world was watching. They've been watching Zelensky's various visits. And so the world was watching eyes on us. Um, and as you mentioned, there's a, a huge sensitivity around Russian propaganda saying that their invasion of Ukraine was an attempt to denazify the country. So now you have a Nazi World War II Nazi veteran um, who is being honored by the Canadian Parliament when Zelensky is there. And this is Putin's, it was like a gift. And and Putin, you know, has said, see, here we go. Uh, Nazis in Ukraine, Nazis attached to Ukraine. Um, it's not only caused problems on that score, but it's also had a rebound effect. There's a, a, an election happening in Poland where there's been a, a big controversy over Ukrainian grain shipments and f- the farmers lobby. That's very powerful saying, we don't want to be supporting um, Ukraine. We don't want their, their grain shipments and the opposition, the very right wing opposition, I will add in Poland saying, yeah, we're way too cozy with Ukraine. So now, you know, there's a whole other issue because this guy was in Poland and what the, the Galicia, the, 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 um, very, the Vasen SS department that he was in committed atrocities in Poland too. It wasn't just against Jews, but in Poland. So it's seen as an insult to Poland. So now the government of Poland is on the defensive or, or offensive saying we want to extradite this guy to Poland. Um, it's causing problems for them in their election. They're, they're now positioning themselves, you know, trying to, to shore up Polish nationalism. The whole thing is a mess. Um, so, you know, the, what, what struck me the most about this was not that it happened because I mean, mistakes do get made. It shouldn't have happened, but what happened after the mistake was realized. And that's where really it was like a three ring circus, um, you know, Keystone cops, whatever analogy you want to use, uh, they just bungled it badly and Trudeau's uh, department. Yeah. Well, I am, I, I am curious in the, the immediate aftermath. I, I was working on the news desk for my newsroom over the weekend. And I, I saw the story break in, in Canadian media and just the reaction was, holy crap, I can't believe that they did that. But then the Trudeau liberals seem to want to downplay it, or at least kind of, you know, throw the speaker under the bus. And even the speaker took you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. It wasn't until four days after the event that we got, you know, perhaps punishment meted out for it. But what did you make of the the timeliness of the apologies on the part of the government and their and the way that they handled the public reaction to to the incident? Well, this again shows their incompetence and cluelessness when it comes to these issues of huge historical importance, and not just you know in the world too, but also here domestically to the Jewish community, um, to uh, I would say you know anyone with a, with a sensitivity around the Holocaust in particular. It was Yom Kippur too. Like this is the holiest day in the Jewish calendar. Was um, fell on on I believe Sunday evening or Monday. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was also happening roughly the same time. And instead of Trudeau saying, okay, grab the bull by the horns, a mistake was made, a head will roll, we should never have done this, like major mea culpa, major apology, throw yourself on the floor, you know, take responsibility, uh, you know, and, and demand that Rhoda resign, like just, just demand it. Um, they didn't. They threw him under the bus and said, Karina Gould, 
um, who's the deputy leader in the House, was deputized to send out a tweet saying that he took responsibility for this and it was basically his doing. I, I mean, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, well, so you're just saying he, it was he, he did it. Nobody knew. And therefore it's all fine. Now, nothing to see here. Cause you know, he's, he's apologized. Well, no, it's just, it, it, it boggles the mind. First of all, I don't believe that nobody knew. I don't think they knew that he was a Nazi. I just think they didn't do their homework. They didn't vet in the prime minister's office. Who are these people that are being honored? Who are these people being like, somebody should have twigged to the fact that, you know, he fought the Russians you don't fight the, no, like this guy was not on our side. Like, what is this? Nobody, nobody, everyone dropped the ball. So the government then, instead of asking for his resignation right away, they dithered and Karina Gould also is a descendant of Holocaust survivors. Like there's all sorts of, you know, insensitive, like ridiculous steps the government took after. And it took basically, like you said, three days, four days, whatever it was to get him to leave. Um, He should have done the honorable thing and just, just quit right away. But he didn't, and so the prime minister was incumbent on him to do it. He didn't. It's it just like I said. It is so. It was so badly handled. You couldn't even script a worse farce. Mm-hmm. I and I mean I can understand that for some that they view that that Ukraine may have the view that okay, well we were horrible atrocities were committed against our people during the 1930s by Russia. Of course, we'd want to fight against Russia, and you know, if it it if it came to picking up arms alongside Germany to protect our our interests against Russia, but that doesn't mean that that Canada necessarily needs to play into that in any way, shape, or form. And why do you suppose that the Trudeau government didn't understand that? And even in the wake of it, when people said, "What are you doing? Why? How did this happen?" that they they seem to to downplay wrongdoing. Um, like I said, I think there's a loss of sense of history. Um, these events took place 80 years ago. And for people like me, who I'm old, I'll say <laughs> it, I'm in my 50s, right? Early 50s, I'm 53. There we go. And to me, you say the word Holocaust, I know what it means. Um, I've been educated in that. It was part of my growing up. It was, you know, it was a lot of sensitivity, um, especially at the end of the, you know, around the Cold War, 70s, 80s, before until the Cold War ended, around these issues. Um, people knew what they were, that you knew what they meant. And if someone, if someone had made a comment like this about the Russians, et cetera, you would have, you would have understood immediately, like, okay, yeah, that this this was that was that's why this happened. This person was this and that. And to your point, um, I'm not excusing it, mm-hmm. but the point is these things happened. But then you don't honor somebody. <laughs> that's the you yeah. know, like you, you just you you know, you don't honor the person. So I think nobody knew. I really do think it slipped. I think that vetting was not properly done. There were multiple touch points probably where this could have been done. The speaker, uh, the PMO. Like I do not believe nobody knew. Because if you have a any event like this, it's a world event. You know people will be watching. Somebody there would have had the script. They would have had the agenda. They would have known, like, uh, you, know, ex- you know, single out this person, then this person speaks, and this, that. Like, they know. So somebody there, there was a missed opportunity as well to do an additional layer of vetting. And they didn't do it. So, again, ball dropped. Um, maybe it was somebody who was a younger person who, you know, didn't, didn't know, didn't grasp, didn't get it, but there was no excuse for that. Somebody should have had mature eyes on this. And when they did realize after the fact, that's where really like Trudeau himself, you know, he's, he's age enough to know the implications of this. Uh, he grew up with a father who was in politics. He's aware, like history is not lost on him. And if he doesn't know this, he shouldn't be prime minister because if you, if you don't have that sense of history, 
you, you, you shouldn't be in a position of leadership because you, it demands an understanding of world events that go you know, beyond the last 20 years. We'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Almost most surprisingly out of this was the fact that the liberals tried to erased this whole episode from the parliamentary record. Oh what did you make what did you make of that? Was that an attempt to say like well, we shouldn't have it on record that we were honoring a, a former Nazi fighter. Um it probably isn't a good look for us, so maybe we can just erase it or was it a, a more a political attempt to prevent the liberals from looking foolish in the historical record. I think it's all of the above and I think that it's in the spirit of cancel culture, okay? Um uh, people do bad things and you erase them. This guy did a bad thing, and then the government did another bad thing by honoring him for the bad thing. And they're saying, okay, well, we'll just erase it, and it'll, ne- it'll be, you know, no one's offended here now. That's not how it works. It's like toppling statues. It's like removing names. You erase history. Uh, it doesn't make it go away. In fact, what it does is it, it makes a greater danger for you to make a similar mistake or, or, or repeat it because you don't have that historical f- record to remind you of what was done. Um, so this is, again, it's just, it was, it was the stupidest thing ever. It was like straight out of 1984. It's like, oh, let's rewrite history. There we go. Nothing to see. Nothing happened. What? Um, again, this, uh, it's been a terrible week for Canada internationally. Any gravitas, I mean, look, our five eyes allies, I, I, I really, I was speaking to someone who has, um, a relationship with the defense, uh, ministry who knows how it works, has worked there, um, and said that, you know, there was a point actually in not too long ago history where the five eyes considered kicking us out because we were not pulling our weight. And, um, I, I fear such a thing will happen again because these kinds of incidents make you really question Canada's ability to handle sensitive information and be a true intelligence partner and be at the level of countries like the UK, Australia, New Zealand, the United States. We are a joke. Um, and it's this government has has done this. Now, this doesn't come necessarily at a great time for Canada in in terms of international relations. This this follows on word that um, just last week uh, from our recording that the prime minister announced that he had evidence that appeared to link the government of India to the killing of a Sikh leader in in BC. Now. That may be the prime minister taking foreign relations seriously, but it it did potentially hamper relations with India. It could play well into, as as you've written, into China's hands. Um, what do you make of this kind of this string of events on foreign policy, and and does it show a trend of a lack of seriousness or understanding in international relations? Well, again, and that was also a fail. The, the, what, what happened with India, especially coming on the heels of the Indo-Pacific strategy, which we unveiled um, in November of 2022 after a long delay, like we were waiting, you know, where is this? And the Indo-Pacific strategy is designed to pivot Canada's interests in the region, in the Indo-Pacific region, away from China to India. And it specifically says, because China is attempting to establish a, a 
you know, an autocratic or anti-democratic world order. That is the first time that sort of stuff's been put in print. That is from a diplomatic perspective, a very serious statement. And so it clearly, Canada has intentions of cultivating a relationship with India. We were supposed to have a trade mission that has now been canceled. Um, so the prime minister's office knew this. They, they authored this strategy last year. The information they have around the killing in Surrey uh, is, you know, Jagmeet Singh says he believes it's credible that it was the government of India behind it. But the way it was presented to the public was that it was a potential. The prime minister used the word potential. Um, and I think he also used the word alleged, but it was a very, it was couched in language that was not very definitive. And even if it was, even if we did have definitive proof to stand up in the house of commons and make this statement was complete overkill. This is not how it's done. You can have a press conference if you need be, or you can issue a press release. But to do it in the House of Commons, it does a couple things. One is it elevates it right to uh, you know a, a completely political level. You are now bringing on board the opposition. The opposition has no choice but to say yeah, yeah, because we're questioning Canadian sovereignty and we're here in the House, and so you're going to have the whole government singing by your songbook. So politically, it's very clever. It diffused everything on the first day. The government was singing as one with the opposition that looked like Trudeau was like a big leader, et cetera, et cetera. What it also does, though, is anything you say in the House of Commons is privileged, right? You can't be held to account for it. So you can say things in the House of Commons and, and you're basically immune, right? You, you, so people do that <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> so Trudeau can't be taken to task the same way he would if he was saying this on a street corner. Uh, and it, it was just the doing of it was you would know. That it's like dropping a bomb. And India has no choice but to respond very aggressively because you are now insulting them in the most major way possible. The other piece that they don't realize, I mean, I think it was done. They do realize one thing. They need Jagmeet Singh's support and they need the Sikh vote in Canada and they just got it in spades. The Hindu community in Canada up in arms over this, I will tell you. But they vote conservative. Be really blunt. There's a division in the community and not a lot of people talk about it. But if you talk to Indo-Canadian journalists, they will tell you it's real. It is there. And the Sikh community is larger. The Sikh community is concentrated. The diaspora in British Columbia, where the liberals are concerned about losing seats because of redistribution, those seats could go NDP or liberal, right? Uh, the NDP has had a, a bit of a hold on the Sikh vote as well. But now the liberals want their piece of it. And they want to secure it. And they also want to secure Jagmeet Singh's support for the next two years. And he's not going to now say, oh, yeah, we're going to get rid of the government, this government that has just basically sided with the Khalistani movement on the question of Khalistani independence. That's how it's perceived in the rest of the world. And in India, I'll tell you, they're going crazy on social media over this. Like it, it is a talking point every day. So he's basically blown up a whole international incident for domestic gain. But the fallout is, is terrible because it shot India in the foot at a time when we need India as a counterpoint in the world to to China. It's uh, India is a democracy. There are no angels and Modi is no angel. Trust me. But if I had to choose between Modi and Xi Jinping, I know who I'd pick. And now we, India has egg on its face and Trudeau is the author of that. So again, it's short termism. It's, you know, tunnel vision. It's just bad. Now I I've seen a lot of commentary in the last couple of days about the notion that the, the Rota incident honoring Yaroslav Hunka in the house of commons is just, is the death knell for this government. It's, you know, a sign that it's on its last legs. There's all sorts of talk like that. We're two years out from an election. If the if the alliance between the Liberals and the NDP holds for two years, do you get the sense that this is a government that's on its last legs? Or 
is there time to turn it around before the next election? Is there a lot more politicking at play? And and could we see Justin Trudeau stick it out for another two years? That's a million dollar question. You, any pollster you talk to will say um, it's really hard to turn this around uh, once this sort of slide happens. And it is directly connected to the leader. So either they either he takes a walk in the snow now or really soon because you need that two years to build up whoever is going to replace him to erase the, you know, erase the tape, so to speak, put a fresh face on the government as much as possible. If he sticks it out, uh, I doubt they can turn it around. I think two years is a very long time, mind you, anything can happen. Um, and there could be, it could be that things, you know, the conservatives might have peaked too early. This, this is true, but can they completely come back and win again? It will be very, very hard right now. It would be a crushing defeat right? Maybe it'll be less crushing in two years, but I don't see how they, they survive it unless they really change it up and they have someone else. That is ultimately Trudeau's decision. Um, but we know the caucus is starting to grumble for the first time. It's really, you know, after their, their last retreat, the grumbling is, is out there. It's palpable now. People fear for their own political safety, right? So Trudeau's has now become, uh, you know, less of a concern. There's less consensus that he's the right guy. Yeah. And I mean, we'll see how the next couple of years play out. But I, I know that that, that all, all sorts of attention is on, on Trudeau and the Liberals right now. Tasha, thanks for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. 10-3 is produced by Sean Knox. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Tasha Carradin. More from her at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.